First Samuel chapter 17, verse 23, it says, as he was talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath named Goliath was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke these same words and David heard them. When all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were greatly afraid. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man who is coming up? Surely he's coming up to defy Israel. And it will be that the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him saying, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach of, from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? I want to talk about facing the giant of fear, part two. Facing the giant of fear, part two. Amen? Amen. Facing the giant of fear, part two. One of the most paralyzing of all human emotion, emotions is fear. It can rob us of reason and of faith. Can you imagine that fear robs you of faith? It makes a bad situation worse than it really is. And it saps the energy and confidence out of a person. David would go on later to write Psalm 34 where he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. David is a man who understood what fear was like. But can I say this to you, saints? Fear is intimidating. Fear can be debilitating. Amen. You, 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 you. Think irrational, amen. You have these phobias when you have fear living in your heart. Fear can cripple you, amen. If you don't learn how to identify what it is, you can start thinking, amen, this is the way of life, amen. Fear and anxiety can often turn into anger, amen, and in a stressful environment combined with perceived threats. If you don't take an inventory of your life, you realize that fear, amen, can hold you back, amen, from what God has for you. We find in our, in our story today, that Israel, I told you last week, the greatest army there was on planet earth is now in a situation where they move from faith to fear. And I believe one of the greatest reasons that they're there is because they're following a leader, amen, who has lost his anointing. 
Amen. He is no longer God's chosen man. Israel is now moving in a place where they are thinking that the army is greater than them. And oftentimes you can look at your giants. You can look at the things that you're trying to conquer and you can think that they're greater than your God. Do I have anybody? The one thing I want to tell you about, about, about this army is that they had forgotten all that God had done for them in the past. They had forgotten that God opened the Red Sea. Come on, somebody. They had forgotten in past what God had done for generations before them. And I want to say to somebody here today, just because you don't see yourself winning right now, it doesn't mean you have never won. Do I have anybody? Fear is the greatest barrier to knowing God because you and I need faith in order to perceive what God has for you. Do I have anybody? We find in our text today that they are in the valley. They are ready. They're in a showdown. And then all of a sudden we find that there's a conversation going on. We find that the Goliath is, he is so big and he's so powerful and he keeps taunting Israel and he keeps intimidating them. And next week I'll show you something about that. But verse 23 says this, it says, and as he was talking with them, amen, David now has arrived. I told you he was working Uber Eats. His responsibility was to bring the food and check on his brothers. You understand what I'm saying? And here he is, and notice the text. The text says, as he was talking with them, behold, and I want to show you something there. What I see there is God's providence, God's sovereignty. Can I say this to you? You are where you're supposed to be because God has arranged you to be there. Do I have it? And there are times you may think the timing is wrong, but the timing is just right. God took a little boy, a little ruddy fellow is what they call him, amen, and placed him in the midst of battle, but he was not there to fight. He was there to bring the food. Come on, somebody. You're wondering, how did I get myself into all of this? Sometimes God is throwing you into some things because he knows that you have the ability to overcome whatever, amen, the enemy throws at you. Do I have anybody? The text says he heard him speaking. Look what it says. He heard he was talking, the champion. Notice they call him a champion, right? But I told you the Greek, the Hebrew word here just simply means a man. Don't, 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 don't get, don't put too much, don't read too much into that word champion. The, 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 the Hebrew word is ish, and the word simply means a man. You see, sometimes people can make themselves bigger than what they are to intimidate you. Come on, somebody. And to cause you to think that they are a champion. But I stopped by to tell you there's one greater. The text says the Philistine from Gath named Goliath, right, was coming up from the army of the Philistines and he spoke these same words. He spoke these, listen, the one thing about your enemy 
And the one thing about your giant and the one thing about fear, once fear knows it has set into you, it will never change its story. I'm trying to help somebody. Here's the thing. The enemy knows he can keep replaying that same words. Notice his tricks are not new, but if he knows he can intimidate you with a few words and watch this and you fall for it, guess what? And, and, and oftentimes it's us. We replay in our minds. But why didn't Goliath change his words? Because he already knew. He knew that he had gotten into the hearts of the people. So if I were to say one thing, if I would say, how do you face the giant of fear? The first thing I would say is this. Believe God's words, word over man's word. Believe this, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. Come on, somebody. Believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Oftentimes, we put more stock in people's words than in God's word. Do I have anybody? He says you are more than a conqueror. He says that you are the head and not the tail. A person can be so confident and convinced that they cause you to live in fear. The threat is what causes us to live in fear. See, the enemy knows if a few words can get to you. Come on, somebody. You ever notice husband and wife? Just a few words. Come on, somebody. And then you and you somewhere else. You with me? Words have power, but God's word is living. It is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces as far as the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The God's word is how you fight your battles. God's words is how you stand against the giant of fear. Do I have anybody? Notice the text says, David heard them. David heard these words, watch this, with fresh ears. <laughs> Sometimes we become so immune to the fear that we hear in our hearts from the words that we keep replaying. But David's fresh on the scene. He's like, hold on a minute. Something about this don't sound right. Can I tell you something? If the enemy can convince you that you're already defeated with words, then guess what? You and I will remain defeated. Fear can paralyze you, but fear can confuse you too. The text says, verse 24, and when all the men of Israel, now, did I tell you these were warriors? Did I tell you these were elite soldiers? Did I tell you these guys had no fear of no one? But I'm going to go back to something. Here's when you know that you are walking without God. Amen. When you start developing fear for people. Here's how you know that you're actually walking by yourself. When you start believing the lies Will y'all say amen this morning or something? 
When you start believing the lies of the enemy, watch this, but before you weren't even paying attention to what he was saying. The text says, and when all the men of Israel saw the man, what did they do? They ran. You see, a lot of times we run from our giants. A lot of times we can't face our giants. A lot of times, amen, just the very sight of our giant causes us, amen, to live in fear. So the second thing you got to do, you got to believe by faith and not by sight only. I know what it looks like right now. Somebody here, come on, help me, will you? I know what it looks. I know where I know your bank account look jacked up right now. I know things look real bad right now. But can I help somebody with something? It's not always how it looks. Can I help you with something? What you see is not always what it is. Because you have to look, but you got to believe by faith that everything is going to be all right. Fear wants you to run. Fear wants you to be afraid. Fear only operates in the immediate. Fear don't have faith. See, and faith is how you overcome. I'm going to deal with that at 11. Faith is how, but you got to believe God. And you got to believe God's word. These men of Israel saw this man. First of all, why are you afraid of a man when you serve the living God? Now, now, now I could put this in a, in a contemporary context, right? You go to work and you got a boss who's extra. Come on, somebody. You, 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 go, you go to... You go somewhere and, 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 and somebody who's in, in control, who's, who, who's over everything, holding you back, right? And you're so fearful of them that you give them more respect than you do God. Come on, somebody. That's fear. The fear to take the test because the person administering the test is so intimidating. Come on, somebody. There are ways to overcome this, but you got to believe God by faith, not by what you see only. Do I have anybody? And I'm willing to say this to you today that we are and should be able to face these giants. And the giant of fear, I gave him two weeks because I believe that he is the culprit in all of this. Do I have anybody? The devil will have you being afraid to open your doors and afraid to go this place and afraid to, afraid to do this, afraid to do that. But you and I have to understand that the Bible does declare that the righteous is protected, that the righteous will rise. Are you with me? Verse 25, verse 25 now, look, look, look at the response. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man? I heard some of you said that before. In certain things. Pastor, you don't understand. Have you seen this? Do you understand how difficult this is? Surely he's coming to defy Israel. And it will be, watch this now. Watch this. I'm going to help somebody with something. He says, at, watch, pay attention to this piece of the verse. And it will be that the king will enrich the man who kills him 
with what? And will give him his what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And make his father's house free. My question is, why didn't y'all take it? Huh? Fear. So, so, so you ready for this? Because a lot of us do this because of fear. You ready? Nobody could take the test. You got to take it yourself. Quit trying to cheat. Quit trying to get around. Listen, some of us, we talk a good talk. We got all kinds of information. But when it comes down to execute, when it comes down to execution, we can't what? Execute. Give me the next point. You got to believe in yourself and don't bargain. A lot of us are bargaining. We want somebody else to step in our place. Watch this. And we're selling out. We're selling out our families. We're selling out our best friends. Because we're afraid to do it ourselves. We can tell everybody what to do, but when it comes down to us facing our fears, watch this, nobody can't do it for you. Are you with me? He's like, listen, man, I'm the king. First of all, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out who gave them the authority to bargain. They were bargaining their honor. Come on, man. This, these were strong men. These were supposed to be soldiers. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man? Surely he's coming to defy Israel. No one, tell you no, but no one can face your fear but you. You can't bargain this stuff. You cannot bargain this stuff. You have to face it so that you can conquer this giant. And you know what happens to us? We're not consistent. We start. Come on, somebody and help me. We start the journey. We, 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 we get to going. Come on, somebody. We, we have all the strategy. But then when we look up, we're like, oh, man, I don't think I can do that. I, maybe I can pay my way out of this. Maybe I can talk my way out of this. Maybe I can, come on somebody, maybe I could put it on layaway or something. But I want to say this to you today, you got to face that fear and you got to understand that nobody could do it but you. Are you with me? Verse 26, and I'm about closing now. Verse 26 says what? Now remember, David has what? Fresh eyes and fresh ears. And he got a good understanding. See, David was not tainted with fear. Remember what he was doing? He was tending the sheep. He was bringing food. He was Ubering. That's all he was doing, back and forth, back and forth, right? And he's thinking to himself, like, these, these guys are guys I look up to. These are men I've seen destroy people. But now they're sitting here bargaining? Wait a minute. Look at verse 26. Then notice it says David heard. And verse 26, it says David what? Spoke. Ah. 
he spoke to the men who were standing by him saying, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? He's asking again. He just wanted to make sure. He's like, hold on a minute. Are y'all sure of this? Y'all catching this? Fear, man, fear. Listen, fear will dress itself up. Fear will make you think, oh, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Watch it. This giant of fear is real. Watch this, watch this. For look what David said. He said, and, and this was like a this, this was like a man, what the world's going on with y'all? Look what he said. He said, For who is this uncirc first of all, he called them uncircumcised. In other words, he's calling him a Gentile. In other words, he's calling him a, 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 the lowest class citizen in the world. He's saying, Listen, who is he? He ain't nothing. Who is this what? uncircumcised Philistine that he should what? Taunt the what? The armies armies you see that? Of the what? Of the living God. Can I help you with something? You got to understand who you standing with. You're standing in an army where our God is living. Come on somebody. Our God is real. And what can happen, fear can cause you to forget how real your God is. Fear can cause you to believe that you're doing the same old stuff, the same old way, and this is how it's always going to be. But we serve a powerful God. We serve a living God. And I like David's attitude. David's like, listen, y'all, hold on a minute. Who is this man now? And why is he talking about God's army, this is God's army. And you got to know who, you, where you are and what you're a part of. We're part of the kingdom. I wish I had somebody. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You may look like you're losing, but you got to understand that you're part of God's army. And so if I were to leave you here with this, I would leave you with my last point. And it's just simply believe in yourself, but you got to be brave. Without, listen, they bargained their bravery. And what I say to you today is you got to be brave. You have to be brave. You say, what does that mean, Pastor? You got to be brave. You got to get the fear out of you so that you and I can look fear in the eyes and say, I am more than a conqueror. Amen. That I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Amen. He brings me through the valleys of life. Come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about, but I want to say this to you. David is like, who is this guy again? Stop giving your fear so much respect. Stop giving your, listen, it could be a child. It could be a man. It could be a woman. It could be somebody. Stop giving them so much respect where they're taking your dignity. And not only that, but they're taking the fact that you have what it takes. They're taking your bravery. 
It's time for us to step up and look this giant in the eyes and say, I will conquer you. There's a story of 9-11. A young woman had a meeting in the Pentagon at 8.30 a.m. She worked at the Pentagon. That was scheduled to be over at 9.30 a.m. At 9.30, her meeting was still not over. And she looked down at her watch at 9.40. But before she could lift her head again, all hell broke loose. The Pentagon was hit. And she was buried under debris. She laid there because she assumed that she was dead and wiped out. When she realized that she wasn't dead, she began to climb out from beneath the debris. She said that it was dark under the debris, but it was even darker when she climbed out. Marilyn knew that there had to be light that would show her the way out. She began to crawl. And as she began to crawl, she bumped into people who were trying to escape too. She told them, get behind her and follow her. They continued to crawl, and it seemed that they would never get out. Just about when they were ready to give up all hope, she saw a pin-sized speck of light, which indicated that there was a window ahead. Initially, they shouted for joy. Then they realized the window was bulletproof. They, they, they threw a computer at it. They threw a fax machine on at it. But they couldn't break it. Marilyn thought to herself, God, I cannot believe that you brought me this close to freedom to let me die. The next moment, the window did not break, but the window frame did. And they were able to pull out the pain and escape. All I'm trying to say is even if you feel buried, be daring. Can't see any light? Be daring. Keep crawling. No way out? Throw everything you have at that problem. Be daring. The world may try to hijack your life, but be daring and escape. Fear may show up, but you got to look fear in the eye and say, I'm going to kick you down. Why? Because I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. And I encourage you, I encourage you, I encourage you, saints, I encourage you. A lot of us are living in fear. All right? You can overcome, but you have to have that will to live, but not live defeated. with me so many of us have fallen but we refuse to get back up so many of us have fear and we live with it every day and we keep saying yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna is, can, can, what, what's gonna be different this year 
What's going to be different for you this year coming? The only way you're going to make it through it is if you make up in your mind that if you have to crawl out, you're going to keep crawling. Come on, somebody. Don't get put in a situation, amen, where you just give up. You got to be.